This podcast discusses cannabis and is intended for audiences 21 and over. The main topic of conversation was if a dog had floor mats, where would the floor mats go? And half of us had no idea like how to even interpret that question. And the other half couldn't breathe because they were laughing so hard. And I was like, see, this is what you associate with just like fun stoned experience. Welcome to How to Do the Pot, a podcast demystifying cannabis for women. I'm Ellen Scanlon. This is the last episode in our series called Legalization 101. In the first three episodes, we talked about the difference, or maybe lack of difference, between medical and adult use cannabis markets. Check out those episodes if you have any questions. We also have a map on our website, dothepot.com, that can give you the legal status of cannabis where you live. In this episode, we are going to talk about another reason to consume cannabis in either a medical or an adult use state. It's a reason that maybe doesn't get as much respect as it deserves, but it's really important. And that reason is that getting high is really fun. Just take it from Shada Tarabi and Takesha Harvey, who recently told me about their first times buying legal weed. Next thing I know, it's like, babe, the edible is kicking in. He was like, okay, girl, like, go for it. And he, like, just watched me go to the pool and, like, start floating around. And that was awesome. So we get to the dessert place, order some hot chocolate and, and some dessert, and then boom, it hit me. And I was having all these thoughts and I was wondering, like, can people hear what I'm thinking? Am I saying these things out loud or am I keeping them to myself? And I think I had probably the best night of sleep in my life. And <laughs> next morning, woke up refreshed. Shada and Takesha both had really fun experiences, but... Nothing tops the kind of joy you heard at the beginning of the episode from Nicole Graff. Nicole is co-owner of Raven, a cannabis farm in Washington State, and she is incredibly knowledgeable about cannabis. You might recognize her from our episodes about growing your own weed, and definitely check them out if you're looking for a special gardening project. Nicole is an accomplished illustrator, an art director, an author, an artist, and she has a deep appreciation for the joy the cannabis can bring to our lives. I want my face to hurt. I want my stomach to hurt from just laughing so hard and smiling so big. And I want it to always feel like there's sun on my eyes when I close my eyelids. For Nicole, consuming cannabis is a beautiful, joyous way to bring people together. And alcohol serves this purpose for a lot of people. But Nicole shares why she loves cannabis for social occasions. One of my favorite things about cannabis is it's such a beautifully humbling social experience. Like as opposed to when groups of people get together and alcohol is their shared substance, I feel like walls come up and ego really takes over and everyone can get very performative even though they're loosened up and with cannabis it's like all the walls fall down and you're able to be fallible being open to being fallible often really helps with building connections with people and having relaxed and genuine experiences and that's also what makes weed great for having fun and getting creative 
I talked about this with two musicians from the band Potty Mouth, Abby Weems, who plays guitar and sings, and Ali Einbinder, the bassist. Abby shares how cannabis helped her and another band member open up and get the music flowing. We wrote the song Drip Dry together, which was like one of the first songs that we ever wrote as a band. And (laughs) I just remember it was the two of us in her dorm room at Smith College, and we were just goofing around and like came up with some random melodies. And it was so just funny and casual. Um, And then... (laughs) We were just like, okay, I guess this is a song, and we'll bring this to the next band practice. For Allie, sharing this kind of creative, supportive experience with other women was actually what led her to start Potty Mouth in the first place. Cannabis also helps her get out of her head and into her body when she plays her bass. If you're like at that, um, what do you call it, like the pleasure zone, of a high, it really does help be, me be more present with the rhythm of, of a song. And bass is one of those instruments that I feel like it already helps to be in your body when you're playing it, less in your head, more in your body. I'm such like a cerebral person that my default is to be stuck in my head. And so it really helps me connect my head with my body better. For both Allie and Abby, especially since the pandemic, cannabis has helped them reset and reconnect to their love of music. We've all heard stories about how tough the music industry can be, but with a little help from cannabis, they've had an easier time remembering what they love about making music. Here's Abby. Getting high makes you appreciate art and music for what it is, and and it's less about comparing yourself to things and how being a professional musician it can like suck all of the life out of music sometimes because you're just listening to other artists and you're like this is so good like they did it like this and I don't know I just feel like we're always over analyzing other music and comparing ourselves but then when you get high you sort of are released from that and you're able to reappreciate something and make it less personal in a way or just yeah just like sort of get lost in it there is another really fun thing that weed helps enhance and that is sex We've talked about the joys of cannabis and sex in quite a few episodes, so be sure to check those out in our feed if you want to learn more. But for now, I just want to share an amazing story from one of our favorite medical experts, Sandra Gwines, who's also known as the Kushners. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Use the cannabis for sex. It's always embarrassing for me to talk about sex because I get so excited. I'm like, use it. And it's only because I went so long where I feel like I was sex starved. And it wasn't because anyone was starving me. It's because I was starving myself from enjoyable sex. Like I was in my head. I was anxious, stressed, depressed. I had a lot of things going on. And I really, honestly, if I were to describe myself prior to cannabis, I would say I had a head with a body attached, but I didn't really care what was happening down in this body. 
Like I was like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> and cannabis made me more aware and it made me more connected to my body. And I started feeling things I hadn't felt before and enjoying, you know, sex in a different way because I was much more aroused and aware and open and present. Sandra and many other sex experts that we've talked to also say that solo play is really the best way to find out how to get comfortable, learn how your body responds to cannabis, and to do that before you bring a partner into the mix. Almost everyone who's given cannabis at least a few tries has found something to like about it. And when you find the right dose, the right strain, or the right product for you, it's a great, great feeling. Whether it's when you can't stop laughing like Nicole or getting lost in music like Abby and Allie or enjoying some intimate time with yourself or a partner like Sandra. Then there's also the fun of consuming cannabis and tasting food like it's the first time and the best time you've ever eaten it. Check out our Weed Words episode on the munchies to learn all about the delicious side effects of cannabis. And I'll give you a hint about my favorite munchie, frosted mini wheats. Yum. There's one more group of women who are consuming a lot of legal cannabis. Seniors. On episode four of How to Do the Pot, we talked to Sherry Horn, the former mayor of the California senior living community Laguna Woods Village. She's a woman of a certain age now, and she definitely remembers when cannabis was something to be kept under wraps. I was a week away from my sweet 16 birthday was the first time that I tried it. I didn't do it in a group because it was always a secret. It wasn't something that everyone talked about a lot. So the first time I tried it, I was just with a small group of people. But after a while, everyone would just pass joints around. And when you went to a concert, it, there was a lot. So I, I guess everyone was smoking back then. And that was the 60s. Today, Sherry is an amazing advocate educating her community about cannabis, not just for the health benefits it can bring to seniors, which are many, but also for the pleasure weed can bring to their daily lives. Sherry and her husband like to enjoy it together. We both, uh, we've smoked throughout our marriage, and we usually smoke in the evening once all the business is done and we smoke. We smoke and we relax and we laugh. We'll play Scrabble. We watch TV, we read. And he smokes it more for sleep because he has a hard time staying asleep. He can fall asleep, but he doesn't stay asleep. And uh, I smoke less than he does, but I, I do it to relax and just because I enjoy the feeling. Seniors are a fast-growing cannabis demographic. And Many of them are children of the 60s like Sherry, who find cannabis legalization pretty mind-blowing to be able to openly enjoy something that was illegal for most of their lives. It's really exciting. <laughs> and no matter where you live, I hope this series has inspired you to think about how, as a voter, you have a voice in what your state's relationship to cannabis will be. This industry is growing and changing incredibly quickly. Remember, I used to work on a literal trading floor, and cannabis is still the fastest-moving industry I've ever been part of. 
So the story is not complete, and I hope you'll use these episodes as inspiration to consider who you buy your cannabis from. Women are 50% of the population, and in some states, nearly 50% of cannabis consumers, and we should be 50% of the industry too. So it's really, really important to think about who you buy your weed from, who is running the company, vote with your dollars, and always ask for women-owned cannabis businesses. We have a lot of resources on our website, dothepot.com, to help you find the women-run businesses near you. And we love learning about new brands and sharing stories of amazing women in the industry, so please reach out. You can reach out at hi at dothepot.com or DM us at dothepot. I hope this series has helped to answer all of your questions. And please share it with your friends and family all across the country who might be navigating what modern cannabis looks like today. For lots more information and past episodes, visit dothepot.com. And that's also where you can sign up for our newsletter, which comes out every other Friday. And if you like How to Do the Pot, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. It helps more people find the show. Thanks to Maddie Fair, our brand manager, Nick Patry, our producer, and our writer, Anna Williams. I'm Ellen Scanlon, and we'll be back soon with more of How to Do the Pot.